Hey, uh, before we get started here, just a quick programming note. Um, a lot of what we talk about this week, a lot of the news we discuss, a lot of our takes are just flat out wrong. A lot of our speculation is just off base, and that's because, uh, hey, we recorded a lot earlier than we usually do. So a lot of updates to the news that we had looked into, the little bit that we did get. Um, turns out the situation has changed on a lot of that shit, especially um, what comes to mind uh, from what I remember from this recording is uh, our discussion about the demos that are going to be mandated for uh, games costing more than $35 on the PlayStation Store. Uh, we did not know at the time that PlayStation was creating a team to create these demos themselves. We thought the work was all going to be on the developers, but uh, seems like that's not the case. But uh, yeah, that, among other things, we're probably just blatantly wrong about. So keep that in mind, and uh, we'll see you next time we record. So thanks, and enjoy. One go! Hey, 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 hey! Yeah, it's three three twenty one. It's uh, it's episode three twenty one of the PlayStation Report. Uh, I'm Frank, and uh, joining me is Tyler. Tyler, I was so tired coming home from work today that I stopped at a green light. <laughs> That's crazy. That's happened to me though. Thankfully, there was no one behind me. Um, but there were other people on the sides that definitely probably thought I was an idiot, and you know what, I, I am a little bit of an idiot, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, we're recording on a Tuesday, we don't normally do this, we don't normally record on a day that I work, because, you know, I, I've usually, at this point, I've been up for, oh god, uh, uh, uh what, how, math, 17 hours I've been awake, um, so, yeah, not ideal. Yeah, that's a long day. Long day for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, that's just my normal day. Normally, right now, I would be getting. I would be out of the shower. I'd be eating some. I'd have something to my stomach. I'd be drinking a beer, chilling out, getting ready to go to bed. But instead, we have to record this podcast because you decided you wanted to go on vacation. How dare you? Yeah. Sorry. Anniversary time. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no avoiding that one. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I mean, not like you should want to anyway, but uh, that does mean we I, we are recording on a very short, uh, with a very short time from our last recording, which means there's not much news to talk about. There's a little bit of stuff. There's definitely not much to talk about video game-wise as far as what we've been playing. Uh, we did go bowling. Um, bowling is yes. not a video game. It's not, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I'll say, my, this is going to sound like, like a jerk-off joke, but my forearm is killing me. Really? I think it's because I was throwing a heavy ball. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were bowling like a 14-pounder, which would do it. Yeah. I like to have a little bit light so I can get some good speed, but... 
Uh, it's not like a, it's not like that does good for me anyway because I sucked. <laughs> how heavy do bowling balls get? I don't know what they would go up to. I'm not sure. Okay, so they typically go up to 16 pounds. Okay. Which probably means I shouldn't be using a 14-pound ball. Not with my tiny arms. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you won two out of three rounds, though. You yeah, I kind of threw away the third one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was the cider. The cider that I got. The sugar yeah. rushed to the head. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Our, our bowling alley plays um, just the 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 best music. Yeah, just old shit from like the two thousands. But no, and eighties. <laughs> but not even just that. Like they were playing fucking BTS also. Like they, it's not like the vibes were yeah. all over the. It was chaos yeah. vibes. It was. It was. Yes. Chaos. They now, they now deliver alcohol to your bowling alley, which is nice because previously you had to basically take up time that you paid for to bowl to go to the bar, and it took forever. Yeah. So glad they changed that. Yeah, uh, I have, I have not been to that bowling alley since I was. Six years old. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I was at that bowling alley, and yeah, I, well. I'm like, I did not realize I had been there before until I stepped in because a lot of it looks exactly the same as back then. <laughs> Some of it does, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the they added that addition for the bar, but redid the bathrooms. But yeah, otherwise it is mostly the same. Yeah. Um. Had a good time, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you have to, you have uh, to share with us uh, before we just jump right in. No, I don't. Know. I don't have anything. I've not played anything since our okay. eps- last episode two days ago. the The only thing I've been playing is uh, watching. I'm on eBird now. Do you know what eBird is? What the hell is eBird? <laughs> It's a bird. Wa- it's a bird watching app. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, do you know what Merlin is? No. Okay, so both of these apps were created by Cornell University. Merlin helps you identify birds either by a picture or it can actually listen to bird songs and uh, identify the birds around you. And uh, you know, I'm just I get bored at work, so I'm becoming a bird guy birds <laughs> yeah nothing like, wrong with birds eBird is basically like uh, a pokedex for birds interesting but like re- re- so like real life birds yes yep. mm. interesting yeah all right all right have you tried have you tried uh like pulling YouTube up on your TV and just searching birds, and like seeing if your cats freak out, attack uh, TV. No, but what I have done is occasionally like scroll, accidentally like click the sound on like an Instagram video where there's where there are cats making sounds and they get really they get really pissy about that. Mm. 
They hate cat sounds. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we got we got to get through this because I don't have much time or I'm going to die at work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's get right into the news. I guess a piece of news we could have probably gone over uh, when we recorded last time are the uh, sales numbers that have come out. Um, I mean, oh shit, I clicked the wrong thing. There's the thing I wanted to click. Uh, so apparently Xbox One. Xbox Xbox One, the last quarter. That yes, I think they were able to manufacture more because Microsoft is probably a better company to you know secure you know production lines. <laughs> yeah, and then also I I just think their console's not as in demand as the PS Five. Not saying there's no demand for it at all, but. Uh, I think that probably plays in a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's they have been the first one all of a sudden to actually have consoles be available. Yeah, and people pretty are pretty them. easily. Yeah, so it does not surprise me that that they were the best selling console last month. Yeah. Uh, also, here we have a list of the top twenty best selling games of twenty twenty two. Or wait. Is it? Oh wait! Is this the whole? Did they? Yeah, fuck this us? is the whole year. They whole year so us. far. They yeah. gave us the whole year. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's um, see. If... Oh my god! Is there somewhere else we could go for this? Holy shit! Um, here we go. Yeah, go down to the bottom of that article. There's a link to Matt Piscatella, the NPD yeah, guy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, March. We... March is the thing we're looking for here. All right. At number 20, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 19, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 18, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 17, uh, Mario Party Superstars. I was just double-checking to make sure I was reading the, the correct order here. I don't know why. I'm tired. 16 is Triangle <laughs> Strategy. 15, Madden NFL 22. 14, Minecraft 13, FIFA 22, 12, Ghostwire Tokyo, and at number 11, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Number 10, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Number 9, Call of Duty Vanguard. 8, uh, Mario Kart 8. 7, WWE 2K22. 6, Pokemon Legends Arceus. 5, Horizon Forbidden West. 4, MLB The Show 22. 3, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. 2, Grand Turismo 7. And number 1, still... Elden Ring. There are many out there who are seeking the Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring. Elden Ring is the best-selling game of the year so far. Elden Ring is crushing it. You know, I... Hmm. It's going to take until, you know, a Madden or a Call of Duty to dethrone Elden Ring, I think. Yeah. Maybe, I not, mean, even, maybe not even Call of Duty, because who, who the fuck knows what that is this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly really curious how long Elden Ring's going to stay up there just because there's just not a lot coming out in terms of major releases that I feel like could knock it off. I don't know, we'll see. I, I think it is telling, though, with Call of Duty, Call of Duty being down at number nine. Usually in March, it's still in the top five. Yeah, so I, think I mean, that's telling I, of where Vanguard is. I didn't put it in the news, but like, I saw an article out there saying that they lost, like, 
millions of players year over year, like tens of millions of players year over year. Yeah, right. Yeah. On Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think, really telling where that's at. And then um, I think it was only out a handful of days, but kind of soft on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands to me. Uh, In terms of Borderlands, I would have thought that could have cracked a top 10. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, Ghostwire Tokyo, I think that's the right spot for that game. Um, WWE. Stranger of Paradise, baby. Yeah. (laughs) That game is probably doing better than I would have given it credit for. Look, people like their their, uh, fedoras. They like their their loot-based game, like... I mean, from what I've heard, like, the game looks like shit, <laughs> but it yeah. it's actually kind of fun to play, and the systems are kind of fun to play with. Yeah. All right. I also would have thought WWE would have cracked a top five, but, you know, really? maybe there's still really? some hesitation there from the last release being so bad. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to out here marking out for AEW or anything, but, you know, WWE's in maybe... They've been in a very bad place. Yeah. They've been in a very boring place, and that's the last place you want to be when you're you're a wrestling company is boring and predictable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think this this is all great stuff. I mean, basically, if you include, like, Horizon and Elden Ring... Pokemon of games that just have come out in the last few months. I mean, half this list is all new video games, which is just really great to see. Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. I wonder, perhaps, we've got, we talked about it last time, but PlayStation Plus, the new PlayStation Plus is coming in like almost a month, or a little over a month, rather. Um, I'm trying to think ahead to when this is going to release, and I still got it wrong. Um, but part of PlayStation PlayStation Plus, I believe the highest uh, tier subscription, is going to be Game Trials. And we got a little bit of news here about Game Trials. Um, wait, where where is it? Okay, they are, they are now requiring developers to create two-hour Game Trials, um, which... Which developers are they requiring this of? Like, I feel like this is kind of a hefty demand for, you know, maybe someone who's making a smaller game. Um, Well, well, it it seems like, according to this article here that we're pulling from IGN, uh, if your game costs $34 or more, you need to have a trial of at least two hours. So if you're making a small indie game that's ten bucks and your game's only five hours long, I guess you might not have to make one of these trials uh, at all. But basically, it sounds like if you have a larger game, you're going to have to, and it seems like you don't need to right away. Sony's going to allow up to three months after release to have a trial up, uh, and it's going to be up for at least a year. So I find this interesting of, like, say, I don't know, let's just say, you know, you have 100 games that are $35 or or up. But say only, I don't know, half of those games are in the highest tier service to access and play. 
does that mean all the other ones still need to have a trial? Like, is it only if you are part of this service and Sony selects you to be part of it, or do you just need to have a trial period for these paying customers? I, I don't know how that'll work. I guess those details will we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a big ask though overall. Yeah, and like there's also kind of. And maybe the impacts won't be felt for a while, but if this if this just becomes like what PlayStation Plus is, and like if if this uh, service succeeds, perhaps like I mean this two hour trial, like at the beginning, kind of like it kind of changes like the kinds of games people are making, or just at least how how people how games are designed to like around that two-hour trial requirement like it, i mean it, there's there's definitely not going to be a requirement that this has to be like the beginning of the game right like that that wouldn't be, like yeah you could you couldn't specify what part of the game they have to make as a trial like what does a game trial mean is can the game trial be like mid-game stuff or can it like like what what does that mean like is is a two-hour trial, hey, uh, you just have the game unlocked and you start from the beginning from two hours, or is it a slice of the game that you can play for two hours? Right. Yeah, and I guess that, that would be up to the developer, ultimately. But yeah, it could depend. It could go from game to game. Then also, this doesn't say, I would imagine, though, that... If you decided to play a two-hour trial of a game and you like it, your progress can carry over, you know, if you subscribe to the service or buy the game. All right. Um, I would imagine that that would be the case. If not, that would suck. But I guess that would also depend on what that two hours is. If it's just like a a piece of the middle of the game of like, this is what it's going to be or something like that, uh, then then that might not even make any sense. And like... All right, this is the most cynical version for me. Is like, all right, we're just uh, we're not going to charge thirty four dollars or more for this game. We're going to make our game free to play, but there's such limited content in mm-hmm. in that in that. But hey, they don't they don't have us they don't have us make a trial for these expansions to this game, or like, I mean. That that's the cynical bit of me. It's like, hey, they're they're gonna put out this, they're gonna put out this kind of empty shell, and then actually sell you the rest later. Yeah, who knows? Something like that is bound to happen, though. Yeah, I mean, it's the video game industry. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, that, yeah. I'm just, I, I just, I've I've seen a lot of things. I've I've seen a lot of things out there, man people doing all kinds of things trying to like trying to get around systems Uh, so yeah yeah i think overall this is a pretty solid move for the consumer you know to be able to try stuff out you know it's just i guess it depends i don't i'm not a game developer i don't know how hard it is to make a a two-hour demo and just slice your game up but uh yeah it could just end up being more more work for any of these devs? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, at that point, it's like, hey, if we're going to be charging $35 for a game and we have to make this trial, 
we might as well charge more if we have to do more work to put this game out. <laughs> right. Alrighty, a couple more stories here. Um, PlayStation has created what they they describe as a game preservation team. Uh, it's... Who could say what this means? <laughs> what games are they preserving? Yeah, and how. That's that's what I'm kind of curious about because we have seen Sony not 100% really give a flying fuck about game preservation. <laughs> I mean, they wanted, wanted to, and still probably will, shut down the PlayStation Store like PS3 and Vita. Uh, and lots of games would have just been lost to time. So... Yeah, what are they are, are they caring about those games at all? Like and, and and does this have anything to do with their upcoming you know, uh services that they're going to launch, the new PlayStation Plus services? Does this play into that at all somehow, like with some of the older backwards compatible titles maybe? Um yeah, might not, I, uh, but yeah. I don't I, know. I, I think this absolutely has to be related to uh, there's like this service, like, and maybe, like, yeah. I mean, this gives me a little bit of hope, like, that they might get some some cool shit on the service. Like, if they have a team on it, maybe maybe this team could also be focused on. Hey, um, there was some license shit back then. Maybe we maybe we need to get get a team back there and. I'm just hoping for my Digimon, man. <laughs> Give me my Digimon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, like, I'm just, so PlayStation Studios global QA manager Mike Bishop um, said, basically, quote, the day-to-day -day focus of, the day-to-day -day focus is on IP preservation for the business, ensuring the titles of today are captured, catalog, and secured for the games industry of tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. I, I do. I hope this somehow plays into their backwards compatibility in a way, but um, overall, I do think it's a good thing because this is just something that I think the games industry needs more of, more preservation, just because... As things go in more and more digital, stuff like this can just so easily be lost to time. And just basically, like, literally deleted. You know, if the store goes offline and all this stuff, it's... Um, source code it's important. gets fucking lost, <laughs> like we've yeah. seen in so many cases. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This is kind of, yeah. like, this is kind of like, hey, uh, <laughs> they never would have done it like back then but like IP preservation or like just games preservation should have been thought of like way earlier than like th this seems like a, an oh shit moment of like oh right uh, a lot of these CDs like c CDs don't last forever <laughs> and so right. like there, there's gonna come to come a point where hey there aren't any legitimate physical copies of these games left yeah, and, and, and even then, some of the consoles aren't bound to last forever. I mean, like, PSPs just, like, explode with their batteries in them. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's going to happen. 
just naturally. And there's got to be a way to preserve these games, and hopefully that's a big focus for this team. All right. Uh, last thing before we take a little peek ahead to the rest of the year and maybe make some predictions. Um, this will already hit your PlayStation 5 by the time uh, you're hearing this podcast, but PlayStation 5 is going to launch an update that will uh, support variable refresh rate for uh, certain titles. Um, the starting list of uh, titles that will support variable refresh rate are Astro's Playroom, Call of Duty Vanguard, and Black Ops Cold War, Destiny 2, Devil May Cry 5, Special Edition Dirt 5, Godfall, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, and Miles Morales, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Tiny Teens Wonderlands, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Tribes of Midgard. Um, going to be adding more as they go along here, but yeah, variable refresh rate, you know. Just just keep your games looking smooth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, well, I don't have too much to say but this. This is good though. I mean, I think the Xbox Series X had this pretty much yeah. since launch, so yeah, it's good. Good PlayStation's finally getting in there with something like this. All right, I have a video game release calendar up here just so uh, we're actually making predictions and not shit that's actually already out there. Like I was gonna, I was gonna talk about Diablo Immortals, but it, Diablo Immortal, but it, it already got a release date, June second. Yes, and I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm interested in it for sure. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean. One thing that I'll throw out right away that absolutely is not happening that they still have on the release calendar here. Um, I don't think Stalker 2 is coming out this year. I don't either. Like, developers in Ukraine, shit is still popping off over there. It's it's bad. Like, shit is, yeah. like, just depressingly bad over there. Like, I mean, I haven't... Like, I don't want to be morbid, but, like, I just hope that the developers survive this. <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. Oh, hundred percent. It's it's very sad, and yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think that's going to be out this year, and even then, December's just not a great date. Like, regardless, I, I just, so I just don't understand. Like, like all credit to them if they want to, but like, I would, I don't blame them one bit for. Hey, uh, we don't feel like developing a fucking video game right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame. Them. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna. I've actually scrolled down to the to be announced section here because this this is this is gonna be where the gravy is. Um, and uh, let me see. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to. Oh wait. Hmm. What do we have here? Do you have a prediction that you already came in here with? Yeah, I think God of War Ragnarok's gonna be out in September. Okay. I think it's going to be a little earlier than anyone's anticipating. They did reconfirm that it is coming out this year because there was some doubt about it and they've been so quiet. Um, but I think we will see it this summer. I think it'll be a quick turnaround. It was a quick turnaround for the first one. I think it was only four months, five months maybe, from when they announced the date to when the game finally came out. And no need to announce a date yet. you know. Uh, and I think, I think September's the time for that game. It just feels right. 
Well, Tyler, that's, that, that's easy because, I mean, if you looked at the videos, it's pretty much the same video game as the first God of War, right? <laughs> I know. They're just copying and pasting. Look at those boat animations. What the hell? Um, I think we will get a date for Skull and Bones this year. At some point, they will tell Ooh. us when Skull and Bones is coming out. And they're going to ditch PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's going to be a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS game. Yeah. Now that makes that makes a lot of sense. But we will know when it's coming out. Or they'll say when they think it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this one's an easy prediction, too. Just looking at this. You know, to be announced sort of thing. I don't think Destiny 2 Lightfall is out this year at all. I mean, they just launched a Witch Queen. doesn't make any sense to uh, to launch two expansions in one year. That's kind of an obvious one. I think their plan was this year, because I think the plan was to get the Witch Queen out last year, but that didn't, that didn't happen. They needed more time, so I wouldn't expect that this year. I'm going to say... Hogwarts Legacy comes out in December and it's just like forgotten. Um, I'm going to say that Hogwarts Legacy, I can I, I can see the December date. I think that game's going to probably sell extraordinarily well. Uh, but will be. Are you sure about that? Have you seen like how Fantastic Beasts did in the theaters? <laughs> Yes, but I feel like the hype for Hogwarts is just totally different than Fantastic Beasts because the the hype for Fantastic Beasts died after that second movie came out. Like, that second movie sucked. And there's just no interest in the third one. And uh, even, you know, kind of hardcore Harry Potter fans uh, aren't loving the direction that those movies are going, so... I think Hogwarts Legacy is going to sell incredibly well. What I think is probably going to happen is that it's probably going to be just buried by the games media. That's just my thoughts on that. Hmm. For better and for worse, I think, in ways. But that's just where I think I kind of stand on that. But I think it's one of those games that's just going to kind of quietly sell really well. I don't know. How many Harry Potter fans are there out there, really, that play video games? I think there's a lot of Harry Potter fans, and I think, I think that I don't this think... game though is what Harry Potter fans have wanted in a video game forever. So, here's... and that's why I think it's going to do well. Here's here's my argument why I think it's not going to do well. Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy this that isn't a Harry Potter fan? Yeah, and, I think and that among, could be a and valid among people who have been Harry Potter fans are going to buy it. Like, are, are like I mean, maybe maybe it's just the it, it's definitely probably a byproduct of like you know the people that I associate with. But like people who even like those movies as a kid, I just feel like they're you're you're even splitting the people who who would like a Harry Potter thing just because, you know, J.K. Rowling decided to, uh, well, not decided to, but, like, decided to become more public about being an awful person. 
um, mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, I, I just feel like even among that, even among people who were fans of those movies and books, like I feel like that's even split. Yeah, I would. St- I just feel like there's still just a lot of people out there that would be curious enough about it. I guess. But but I am kind of with you on the point of like I'm I'm really curious how much this game appeals to non Harry Potter fans if they care in you know are they going to get into it I don't know it's it's I'm curious I'm very curious about that game it's going to be a very uh, divisive one for sure oh. All right, let me see. What do we, what else do we even have here, man? I'm just I'm just uh like I feel like there's got to be a surprise out there somewhere, something that we just don't know about. I agree. I mean, I think it's it's so weird like I'm looking at this list, I'm like, yeah, there's a decent amount of video games here. There's a lot of video games here, but yeah, where where are the uh where are the surprises on the year? Like, I want to make a positive prediction because there's there's plenty of things I see here that I could like totally shit on, but I don't like. What what's the point of that? Like, what's the point of shitting on Prince of Persia's Sands of Time remake? Like, we already know what that is. <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest, the Lord of the Rings Golem's not going to be very good. No. <laughs> Ooh, here's one. This isn't necessarily positive. And I, I, yeah, I feel pretty good about this one, even though it, in a way, it's also a little obvious to me personally. The Callisto Protocol. I don't think that's coming out this year. Like the Callisto Protocol is the is made by one of the. It's either by the PUBG developer or by a studio. Related to them. I'm blanking on who's developing it, but... Uh, it's being published by Crafton, who now publishes PUBG. Right, yes, yes. And it's headed up by one of the guys who ran Visceral and created Dead Space. So it's kind of like a Dead Space spiritual successor, in a way, set in the PUBG universe. They announced this game at the Game Awards, I want to say, 2020, and we literally have not seen anything from it since. At all. In, it, in that trailer, I think they did announce 2022, but to me, if we haven't seen anything about it, I just don't I just don't think it's going to be out this year. Alright, I got one. I got one. The AEW wrestling game will come out this year, and it will be better than the WWE. Well, it will sell better than the WWE wrestling game. Hmm. Which is that part of it, like... It might be a better game, but it's selling better is probably a pipe dream just based on, like, you know, the rate. You see the ratings and you see, like, how many people are actually watching each program. There are a lot of tasteless people out there who, who buy those WWE games. I just hope <laughs> that this uh, AEW game is real good. And, you know, I can enjoy a wrestling video game for the first time in, like, over a decade. Yeah. Does AEW get better ratings than WWE? No, no. WWE okay. gets like way higher ratings. I mean, okay, uh, but like, 
that that's where it comes in. Hey, a lot of people like trash. <laughs> <laughs> and they're allowed to like trash. You're everybody out there, you're allowed to like trash. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that might be all I have. Here, I got one. I think a Plague Tale Requiem that's supposed to be out this year. I think it'll make this year. But I also think that it'll be one of the best reviewed games of the year. Hmm. Okay. Might be a bold prediction. I'm going to say it's a 90 or better on Metacritic. Oh, all right. That might be bold. All right. Very bold. But that first game's very good. And what we've seen of this one looks even better. And I am so down for it. One of my more anticipated games the rest of the year. Let's look at... Hold on. There's a couple things that we know of that do have dates. Yeah. What's your... Uh, let's just run down a couple of these here. Just some highlights. All right. Um, what's your feeling on Saints Row? Saints Row. Coming out um, August 23rd. I don't. I don't feel good about it. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't feel good about. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll feel differently later this year. But like, I just. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it, man. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I that that game's really gotta. Gotta impress me. Um. I think it's. The direction they're going could be fine. Saints Row has always been kind of a wacky sort of thing, you know, ever since the third one. I don't know. I'm, I'm more with you on that one. Um, let's see here. How about Forspoken? October 11th. What are you feeling about that? Okay, I've... I want it to be good. I have a bad feeling that they've shown already shown us the best parts of that game yeah I'm with you I'm not feeling super great about this one but I am also like totally with you like I want it to be good because I think I think there's a lot of potential there but every time I see that game I'm like something just feels like it's missing and I really hope, you know, they delayed it. It's, it's supposed to be out in just a few weeks. but So I hope that gives them enough time to really pull this thing together. But, I don't know. Looks fucking gorgeous, though. I'll say that. All right. All right. I How think... about Starfield? Good. Hold on. I think that when Gotham Knights comes out, we'll be confused about which, which, uh, <laughs> which DC game it is. <laughs> be like which one was that <laughs> what even the week it comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we'll see i mean i think i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to that game i i am worried about a couple things in, in that like when they showed the gameplay of it there's like numbers popping off the enemies and i'm like i don't know if i, I don't know if i need that in a 
Batman-like game. But um, hopefully, like, balancing-wise, the game doesn't feel feel bad. And hopefully it feels good to play single-player, too, because this game's designed to be co-op. We'll see. Alright, what's your feeling on Starfield? Where you at? I feel like Starfield is going to be a lot smaller than everyone thinks it's going to be. Interesting. I feel like the areas you go on these planets are going to be very small. Sure, you'll go to a lot of planets. Hmm. But you ain't going to explore a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can see that, especially if... You know, they're not pulling no No Man's Sky over here and, like, procedurally generating stuff. You know, like, they would have to take the time to handcraft all this stuff. Yeah. So, and I think I would prefer that, personally, of just handcrafted planets, but there being less of them. It's going to feel like a higher budget uh, Outer Worlds. Hmm. Yeah. And and I'd be okay with that, to be honest with you. Like, uh, I'm I'm very curious about the planets and traveling and, yeah, just the overall scope of that. Because we know the scope of Bethesda games are usually absolutely massive. And how do you, how do, you do that if you're hopping in different places? I don't know. I'm also really interested in... Where Bethesda's just technology is, and it's a weird thing to say. And I know they've think they're they've updated their engine for this game, but you know, playing Horizon and you're talking to a different NPC or you know, quest giver, main character, whatever, and those animations are just so through the roof stunning. And I know that game's only on PlayStation; they can focus a lot more on that, but now. This is only on Xbox and PC. But I'm just curious, like, how well is Bethesda going to do with stuff like that? Because I think there's certain areas that when Fallout 4 came out, they got completely outclassed with. Even though Fallout 4 is a fine game. But, like, The Witcher 3 really blew them out of the water in so many ways. And I think there's been a lot of games recently that have done pretty well with a lot of those things. So I'm just curious on that aspect more than anything I think yeah I mean yeah I don't know I mean it is I mean hard to say like I think Starfield might be my most anticipated game for the rest of the year yeah I'd probably put it at number two for me I think I'm I'm more intrigued by God of War just because I loved that first one so much but at the same time, God of War, you know, it's a kind of a known thing. I think we know what that game's going to be like. Yeah. Whereas we don't know much at all about Starfield. Yeah. I imagine we'll learn pretty soon, which is kind of exciting. Are you sure we'll learn pretty soon? Or do you think we'll learn like two or three months ahead of time? Like I th- in August? I, <laughs> I feel pretty confident that Xbox will do something in June. They always do. And they're always so, like, Xbox is so weird where they're just so oddly quiet, especially in the first part of the year 
outside of like you know a 68 billion dollar acquisition of a publisher but you know they xbox is weird where they like never release anything really in the first half of the year everything's always in the second half of the year it's like they have their e3 or summer show and then it's that's where they kind of plant the flag in the ground and charge forward the rest of the year and then it's like hey see you you again next summer you know here's five six games that we just released in the span of the same amount of months so i think they'll do something in june and i think i think you gotta really show us starfield then all right well uh i guess we're gonna talk about some racing Real quick, I mean, it's no, yeah. it's no use in separating this from the rest of the podcast. It's kind of, I wanted this to be a short podcast, Tyler. We're almost, we're like, for, almost forty-five fucking minutes into it, man. I mean, yeah. let's get through this. Let's get through this race so I can fucking go to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, think? The Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Uh, I think we shouldn't be going to this track. Hmm. I really don't think this track is great. Like, there there are exceptions, but I think there are exceptions that prove the rule. Most of the overtakes came off down the straight. Almost all of them, I, I will yeah. say. Um, that stacked on top of uh, race direction inexplicably not enabling DRS meant that there were even less overtakes down the straight and just less overtakes overall um, right and I'm kind of with you God. yeah it was kind it was kind of boring like after that first lap incident it was kind of boring you saw like a few overtakes I think Yuki Sonoda did, Yuki Sonoda made a, a good account of himself um, but like I mean you saw what happened to Hamilton he lost out in that first lap chaos and just couldn't get around anybody because, right. like, it was a whole train of people and, like, no one was passing anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a problem we saw last year, too. Of Like, these cars get stuck in this DRS train and it's, like, impossible to pass for any of them. Yeah, and I think that was co- that was compounded by this track because, like, even if you take that out of the account, like, I think this track, like, doesn't have very many places you can overtake, especially with the cars being as big as they are, which isn't something they've really changed. The cars are still fucking huge. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right. it's just... And, and, and even with the cars being able to follow better, like, that's still... I thought that might mitigate some of the DRS train stuff, but that wasn't the case for Hamilton. I mean, he was stuck there for literally half the race. Yeah. And couldn't pass um, anyone. Yeah. I yeah. Mean... I, I, I think there's... I've seen more boring races watching F1, but uh, it definitely wasn't the most exciting one for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I give it two out of five stars. Like, not the worst, but kind of, like, boring and a little... I kind of regret a little bit of waking up early to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found it very, like, 
crazy how Ferrari and Charles Leclerc decided to go so hard at for one point with yeah. the fastest lap stuff to the point where he ended up pushing too hard and spinning out. Yeah, he and he, he, he ate too much sausage and got dizzy. <laughs> yeah, and to be totally honest with you, he is so lucky that he was able to still keep that thing going and finish sixth. Because yeah. that could have very easily ended his his entire race, and he'd be coming out of here with no points. Yeah. Um, and you know that compounded with uh, Carlos Sainz uh, getting booted early in the race, which I feel bad for him. He's had just yeah. some shit luck uh, the past few races, but uh, yeah, Red Bull's like completely back in this. And I just find it so funny that like Max's car either wins or blows up. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of like worried is the wrong word. I was I was like kind of anticipating it not finishing basically because it was a sprint race weekend. Like they he did yeah. like 20 lap 20 some laps on it already yeah. in a, in race conditions. I was kind of almost expecting that car not to make make it to the end of the full race. Yep, yep. When they were within the last, like, 20 laps and whenever it popped on the TV and said, like, Verstappen or Perez radio, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, what's mm-hmm. happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, at least the uh, championship battle is a lot more interesting now. It's not just Ferrari running away with it. Yeah. Miami's um, next. Yeah, man. Did you, did you see the joke, like, the joke of a thing they're doing? The fake marina? The... Yes, I did. Which that is thing is just, hilarious. That is the most American capitalistic fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just fucking millionaires getting their yachts lifted inland and placed in the fucking on the fucking track. Like, oh my god. Yeah, you know, instead what of you know maybe on? having a grandstand in there for people to you know sit and watch the race. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking forward to Miami out of just sheer curiosity. I hope it's a good track. Looking at it, I mean, it looks like it has some opportunities for sure. Like the back straight is like super duper long. Isn't it so, like super flat though? Like it is. I mean, the whole thing's flat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I think in terms of a spectacle, it'll. It'll probably be interesting in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I, It'll be I mean, better than uh, than Monaco. Like just watching how big these cars are at like a track like Imola, I'm like, oh god, like Monaco's just going to be a complete disaster. I, I kind of huge. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for all the local people in Miami though, because like. This race is definitely not for the locals at all, especially when general admission for the weekend is twelve hundred fucking dollars. Like, yeah, oh, nobody yeah. in Miami is going to be watching that race, and it's gonna it's kind of be going to be hell for anyone who lives there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is very crazy how out of control those ticket prices are. Yeah, like I'm not, I I think even with the addition of two races in America, I think the most likely race I'll ever go to is probably Coda still. Probably. It's probably the most 
reasonable one from a yeah. price perspective, even yeah. though it's farther from us than Miami. Yeah, but when you get on a plane, it doesn't feel yeah. that much further. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I guess it, it it's probably about the same. Yeah, I mean, I like either way, like you're getting on a plane and you're there. there there's there's probably not going to be any connecting flights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One Feel day. One day the... I'll get to a race. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I absolutely want to go to a race one of these days. I feel bad for all the Tafosi. <laughs> you know, yeah. over in Italy, like they were, they were just pulling so hard for Ferrari, man. It's so, it's kind of awesome to see how. Look, they have how another just energetic. Race. They are. I know that that is a thing. They do have another one. Arguably, Mons is way more important for Ferrari to win at than in uh Imola but man they just they have to feel crushed <laughs> yeah uh, a good weekend right. for Ferrari. yeah I mean as far as other racing goes I saw like I was watching a replay of a race while I was at work because I was bored and uh in the Arca series uh do you know the Arca series yeah so the 60 year old man was going full speed and T-boned a guy in the middle of a crash. Ooh. I'll have to look that up. Oh, and God. they had, like they had to slice off the canopy and extract him from the vehicle, but apparently he's a, he was okay. Oh boy! But it was like, Yikes. like so like it was a huge crash, and someone came off like off the grass and ran up the track, and like he was going full speed and just fucking T-boned, and you could see like his whole front of his car was fucked up. He couldn't open the door. And, yeah, it was it was scary. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Um, I got to the end of uh, the uh, Road to Le Mans YouTube series. Mm. Michael Fassbender doing his racing thing. He's still doing his racing thing this this year. Um, yeah, just a uh, a lot of racing going on. I'm 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 all here for it. Yeah. I love, I love it, man. All right. Well, that's that's where I'm going to have to leave it because we're almost at an hour at it on a podcast that I said was going to be short, and I fucking hate myself now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking die tomorrow. Jesus Christ! I, I'm gonna, I got, I got, my, I got my monster energy drinks though. I might have to bring right. two sixteen ounce monster oh, energy. Okay. I usually only bring one, and that one is usually just in case. But I'm going to need two tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Well, that has been a podcast here on the PlayStation Report. As always, you know, you send us emails at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or questions via Twitter. But I don't know how much longer because I, I just, I just, I have a feeling, well, the the account for this podcast won't get banned, but I think I'm going to ev- eventually get banned from Twitter <laughs> because Elon <laughs> Musk that. is is taking over, and uh, I don't like that man. How nice should would it be to just like be like I'm just going to spend forty four billion dollars today for something? I'm just going to spend forty four billion dollars so people can't bully me on this website. Exactly. I don't like you, so here's $44 billion. Let me buy you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just couldn't imagine having that much money that 
like that's just nothing to that guy. I I uh. firmly believe that uh I mean Okay, so he he hasn't like it's indisputable. He has not invented anything. Elon This is becoming an Elon Musk dragging section here. Elon Musk has not invented anything. He has invested in things. He has not had a single idea that is good. Uh <laughs> I I I can I can confidently say that. He also inherited his wealth. He did he did not pull himself up by his bootstraps. He 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 started out with money, won pretty much on slavery. Uh, he like his family owned an emerald mine in South Africa that they actually stole uh, through some shady paperwork dealings. Um, uh, and you know, I just I just find it hard to believe that anyone who claims they care about the environment. Also being one of the richest people in the world. I just I feel like those things are incompatible based on the ways you get rich. Um, I don't think you can care about the environment and also still be the richest person in the world. Like, those yeah. things are incompatible for me. Yeah. And launching fucking rockets to pretty much <laughs> do nothing except satisfy yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough about Elon Musk. Uh, yeah, if you, you want to get to bed, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to drag me on Twitter for uh, not liking Elon Musk or what, or saying bad things about him, or you just want to look at my profile before I eventually get deleted from the internet, um, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel. I plugged on Fids. We'll be back again in a while. Um, it's going to be a long time until we record the next episode. Uh, but until then, you know, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Crypto.com. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>